The Sacramento Bee, a liberal newspaper in California, has called on Nancy Pelosi to step aside. They say, it's not about you, Ms. Pelosi. It's about your party. It's about your country. Put your party first and say you don't want to be the Speaker of the House. And I beg you, Ms. Pelosi, I'm begging you, don't listen to them. It is about you. This is all about you. Be selfish. Nancy Pelosi is the greatest thing that has ever happened. The second greatest thing. That has ever happened to the Republican Party behind President Trump. So please, Ms. Pelosi, whatever you do, ignore the advice. Make it about you. All right. John Brennan's security clearance has been revoked by President Trump. Finally, John Brennan, former director of national intelligence under Obama, he said that President Trump was guilty of treason for what he did in Helsinki. He admitted that he spied on President Trump. You know, I hate to use that word, but yes, we did spy on the Republican opposition candidate. Yes, we did. You know, but it's okay. As long as you say, I hate that word, then we can say, yeah, we spied on him. You know, and he had clearance until now. I mean, to hear, to know classified information, security clearance, top level. Now, why should any former intelligence official ever have clearance, period? I'm astonished that there's even a controversy about this. You know, it's only the government. If you leave a private company like Apple or Coca-Cola, or Goldman Sachs. Do you think they say, well, but you can come back every once in a while and have access to our secrets, have access to our proprietary information? I mean, are you kidding me? That's unheard of. I mean, it boggles the mind. And not only is it the whole notion just absurd, it's also very dangerous because you're trusting him with very, very high-level sensitive information, top-secret stuff here, and this could affect the American people. And he accused his own president of treason. You know, by the way, anyone under Obama, any, in my opinion, anybody who was in any intelligence agency, the janitor uh, at the DOJ under Obama should have his clearance revoked or should just be fired. I guess he probably didn't have clearance. I hope. Well, you never know under Obama. But, you know, I hear somebody saying, well, you need some proof. Give me proof that John Brennan should, shouldn't have clearance anymore. No, you're wrong. You don't need proof to keep your, your clearance. Clearance is a privilege. You know, I want you to prove to me right now that I don't owe you a million dollars. You know, it doesn't work that way. If you want a million dollars from me, the burden of proof is on you. So nobody should have clearance once they're done working. Here, this guy, he went back, he did consulting jobs. He's all over the networks, these liberal cable networks, you know, bashing Trump. And the, the quotes I told you before, those are one of many, many, many quotes where he just rips Trump to shreds and then he comes and does work under President Trump's own DOJ intelligence work. I mean, you cannot make this stuff up. All right, Trump's approval. I know there's some confusion about this, so I want to clarify. As I mentioned yesterday, the latest, the Rasmussen approval numbers are at 50%. Now, somebody called and said, well, on MSNBC, they said his, approvals are, his approval is only 39%. And yeah, that he said to me, get your facts straight. And the fact is, Rasmussen has him at 50%. That's always higher than the mainstream media polls. And there are a couple of reasons for that. Number one, the mainstream media, as we know, is skewed. You know, I can imagine when MSNBC takes a poll, I can imagine how they ask it in like a negative way. I I'm, I'm guessing the pollster says something like, you don't approve of President Trump, right? Who knows? But, you know, they pick from a pool of people who are not objective, you know, people who slant to the left. I mean, who do you think is in contact with MSNBC, right? But another reason is, very important, Rasmussen polls likely voters. And almost all the other polls, they, vote, they poll registered voters, not likely voters. And that makes a very big difference because likely voters, even if you're registered, if you're not somebody who votes regularly, Rasmussen's not going to ask you. And that's obviously a far more important metric because those are the people we care about, the people who are actually going to vote. Now, the reason, if you ask me, likely voters 
are more in favor of Republicans is because likely voters are more engaged. They're more educated. You know, just because someone registered to vote doesn't mean he's actually turning on the news, you know, reading something other than maybe whatever his local paper is, biased, mainstream media, liberal media. So Rasmussen tends to be very accurate. And yes, he does poll higher. So it was accurate, 50% approval. Rasmussen is one that I personally pay attention to. And yes, MSNBC is probably around 39 or 40%, which is pretty high because a few months ago, they were down in the low 30 all right, you know Peter Strzok, they set up a GoFundMe page for this guy, one of these crowdfunding pages where they're trying to raise money for his legal fees. I, I, he, nobody's suing him. Nobody's charging him with anything yet. So I guess he's anticipating being sued or maybe he's planning to sue Trump for firing him or I don't know. I guess he should sue Rosenstein, but he would sue the federal government, obviously. Anyway, they've raised $418,000 for Peter Strzok. Peter Strzok is as sleazy as they get. You know about all the text messages. You know about exonerating Hillary and all of that stuff. And yet $418,000. Now, why would anybody donate a dime to the man, uh, let alone that kind of money? And that just shows you, to me, it tells me one thing. As long as you're an enemy of President Trump, they don't care. You could be as sleazy as they come. You could be a criminal. I mean, somebody could, an, an ex-convict, you know, O.J. Simpson could say that he doesn't like President Trump and start a GoFundMe page and these liberals would actually help support him because anything for the cause. If you're an enemy of President Trump, then you're a friend of the liberals, you know, and it's really quite shocking. It's disgraceful. There's no other way to put it. Is the Senate in session right now? By the way, the Paul Manafort trial has headed to the jury, and they're going to start jury deliberations. Uh, Judge Ellis had an hour and a half uh, meeting with the jury to give them instructions before they started deliberating. There are a lot of technical things. You know, I don't think he said to them, listen, guys, you got you to gotta acquit. You know, I mean, uh, this guy Mueller's on a witch hunt. I doubt he went that far. I'm sure they know his opinions. He's, he doesn't exactly keep them secret. But here's the conventional wisdom. The longer the deliberations go, the more likely they are to convict. It's To me, it's, uh, it's unfathomable that they're going to convict him on all 18 counts, but it is possible they'll convict him on two, three, four counts, and you know that could uh, lead to a lot of jail time, and that would also allow Mueller to claim some kind of victory, I guess. Not that this has anything to do with Russia or collusion, but either way, the longer it goes, that means that they're deliberating, they're going through it. It means it's not a slam dunk, which means they're likely to find reason to convict. If it's short, you know, if they come back in a day with a verdict, no guarantees, but then it's very likely that they're going to acquit. So we'll keep an eye on that. Is the Senate in session? Does anybody know? Does anybody really care? But remember McConnell threatened to keep the Senate in session in August because they were so behind on all these confirmations. I haven't heard about a single confirmation. Kavanaugh's not happening yet. And we got the budget situation where... The budget's going to run out of funding. The government's going to run out of funding, I guess, at the end of September. I know that seems like a long time, but the way the Senate operates, believe me, folks, that's going to pass in an instant, and it's going to come down to the last 10 minutes before midnight, as it always does. I guarantee that. So I don't even know you know, why, and, and we're talking about funding of a wall, DACA, all this big stuff. Nobody's even mentioned it. I suspect that, the, as usual, this whole thing was just, kind of a dog and pony show that, that McConnell technically kept the Senate in session, but they're not actually voting on anything. So all the senators who want it can go home, including the Democrat senators, many of whom uh, face tough re-election battles in, in, in pro-Trump states, and they're campaigning right now because McConnell didn't stop them as he said he would. All right. Uh, why do socialists hate Israel so much? You know, we told you about these socialists that were endorsed by uh, Alejandria Ocasio-Cortez, 
she herself has said that Israel basically is guilty of war crimes, is occupying the Palestinian people. And socialist Bernie Sanders is, is viciously anti-Israel, even though, of course, he's a Jew. And the question is why? And I want to explain the socialist mindset. Very important. They don't like, in fact, they despise and detest anybody who is successful. Because if you're successful, then you're a bully and you're squashing the little guy. This is the mentality. You know, I say the words and I know it just sounds ridiculous. You know, it sounds absurd, ludicrous. But this is how socialists think. If you've done something right, if you've managed to succeed, then there's something wrong with you. It's automatic. It doesn't matter what you've been through. You know, it doesn't matter the history of Israel and how they were attacked and persecuted left and right and how they rose up out of the rubble after World War II. None of that matters. Israel is making money. Israel has a strong military. They must be bad. They're evil. It's automatic. And, and, and that's why, you know, so many of the socialist and liberal policies, when I say socialist, you know, Obama was right there. Pelosi's right there. The liberal policies are all about that. If you're if you're successful, you're bad. If you're unsuccessful, if you're a failure, then you're automatically good. You know, so people who are on drugs, homeless people, again, I feel bad for a lot of these people, but it's not about feeling bad. We're going to take away the success of the of the person who got there and we're going to give it to the person who failed. It's automatic. So the Palestinians, never mind the fact, the pay for slay, all the terrorist attacks throughout the years and and all the money that, you know, they don't have electricity, food and basic supplies, but they're spending hundreds of millions of dollars uh, to kill Jews. It's as simple as that. But that doesn't matter because they're automatically the good guy because they're failures. What would happen if the Palestinians succeed in a few years? I have no idea. But and then what they do is these liberal leaders is they have these causes that these people who are failures and these people who are evil and they become their cause and they won't even let them climb out of it. You know, so all the black leaders and all the Democrats, they actually force the, 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 the blacks, the African-Americans to stay in the ghetto because this benefits them because that's their cause. You know, liberals want open borders. You know, a few years ago, Democrats also wanted closed borders. Democrats also wanted some sort of system where we didn't just let everybody in and total anarchy. Why are they so opposed to a wall now? The answer is the same thing. They cannot say no to anybody. If you are down on your luck, come into our country and let's give you money. They don't know how to say no. But when do they have to say no? No, know how to say no. The answer is, once again, to the good people, you know, they restrict guns. They know how to say no. They restrict plastic straws. They restrict any sort of businesses and companies because the little guy you always say no to, but the big guy, the homeowner, wants to protect his property. Him, you, I, I'm sorry, the, the little guy you always say yes to, but the big guy you always say no to. I mean, it's a shocking mentality. The whole thing is just so, so twisted. You know, imagine parents. Imagine if parents never said no to their kids because they believed that, listen, you have to give kids whatever they want. I mean, you have to say yes, right? I, imagine how destructive that is. You know, there is a concept of discipline, of law and order of obeying the law and of punishment and consequences in the liberal mindset that doesn't exist all right speaking of the liberal mindset andrew cuomo says the country was never great he says trump wants to make america great again the country wasn't great to begin with you know a little appreciation recognition respect for the past generations i mean how many people have died for the united states of america you know how many people and you know again a little appreciation and understanding of the history and you know here goes cuomo bashing the country that made him a governor of of one of the largest states in america I mean, unbelievable stuff all right one more point i wanted to make about john brennan and this whole fiasco you know with the intelligence uh, agencies who who corrupted 
the intelligence agencies, you know, Peter Strzok and Brennan and McCabe and Lisa Page and, and James Comey. I mean, FBI agents right now are embarrassed to be working for the FBI, you know, because they've disgraced it so much. That was Obama, plain and simple. It's not even about the deep state, which is a big issue. It's not even about that. It's actually much deeper because you remember Obama when he first came into office. Do you remember what he did with the intelligence agencies? He purged them. He went to the FBI, to the CIA and he said, you guys engaged in enhanced interrogation. You waterboarded uh, radical Islamists, radical terrorists to get information to save lives. We're going to prosecute you. And he instructed lawyers and some actually were prosecuted and convicted of crimes for doing their job, for trying to protect the people they were sworn to protect by waterboarding uh, t terrorists and waterboarding really the most evil, heinous people on the planet. Uh, you're talking about, you know, people on a mission of Islamic Jihad. You know, you're, you're talking about enemy combatants and they waterboarded them to save lives and then Obama prosecuted them. So what happened? Do you know there were mass retirements at that point? At that point, the old school CIA and FBI, old school intelligence agency employees said, we don't need this. Obama is going to come after us. And they were so disgusted. And he did it purely intentionally because he wanted to root out. He wanted to literally gut these intelligence agencies and then fill it with his deep state employees. It's as simple as that. So, you know, then you have these John Brennans. You look at all the corruption now. This is years later. He planted the seeds and now we're seeing what it led to. You know, you look at Peter, at, 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 uh, Peter Strzok. He was leading both investigations. You know, I heard Ben Shapiro say, uh, like, they didn't have any other employees in the FBI. He led both the Hillary and the Russia collusion investigation. So, but either way, you know, how did he get so high? Uh, somebody who's so viciously anti-Trump and so so liberal, so biased. How did he get so up there? Same thing with Lisa Page and, you know, I mean, Bruce Orr, whose wife is actually working for Fusion GPS, who was hired by Hillary. And, just, and Andrew McCabe, whose wife was running for governor, supported by Hillary. You know, you say it and you're literally, you literally feel like you're reading a novel, only the novel is so fictional that it's beyond belief that such a thing could ever happen, except that it's actually true. And, and you just, you look at this web of people who are so radical and so extremist and you know you wouldn't want them to be uh, like like part of some kind of terror group that was plotting against the united states and here they're actually part of our intelligence agencies our government our doj and it's obama's fault he did this in such a calculated coordinated strategic way and years later it's still impacting us and it's going to take years more before we're able to uproot it and if hillary had become president it would have kept going and we would literally be on the verge of being the soviet union it would be the kgb all right that's going to do it for today exciting show today huh and uh, we thank you for joining us and we will see you next time